Welcome to the Creation Grounds Podcast, where we break down the success, habits, and the life of people in creative fields, discover how they've gotten to where they are, what they aspire to be, and how you can live your dreams too. Let's get to the show. Jamar Gardner, what's up, man? Sure, everything's cool, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Trying right. to keep cool in this hot weather. Yeah, yeah, it is hot. Yeah, we have a lot in common, man. Where did you grow up? Uh, from Bridgeport, yeah. From Bridgeport? You have that kind of poor side. The poor side, okay. <laughs> How was it growing up in Bridgeport? It was cool, man. It was cool. I um, I grew up on the north end of Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. Um, my When I was first born, um, I grew up, I was on the east, the east, east side. I don't remember, I think it's east side. Park Avenue, North Avenue uh, area. Uh Park Ave, that's, that's the north side, isn't it? Park Ave goes... Park Ave tour, uh, over by North Ave, though. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I think it's like the, the east side. Isn't yeah. That, no, yeah, the east end is Stratford Avenue. Yeah. But long story short, yeah. I, was, I uh, grew up, um, I spent the first three years in that area. Huh. My father moved us out of there to the north end of Bridgeport, mm-hmm. uh, bought a house. Um, but for me, you know, it was, it was cool. Um... Yeah, I don't know how, much, how deep I should get uh, into. I probably should have asked that. I mean, you can. You can get deep. However, however, was what your experience was like growing up? Did you? I mean, Bridgeport is an inner city for people that don't know. Right. It's um now there's there's good area. It's the unique thing about Bridgeport is that it's near so many affluent areas. You know right. what I mean? And economically, Bridgeport just has a vast difference. You know what I mean? So you grew up. For me, I grew up with people that were very wealthy that lived in like Trumbull mm. and I also knew people that lived on the east end I mm. lived on the east side mm. like you so mm-hmm. um I also noticed that it's like it's there's a lot of common pitfalls you could fall into like whatever it is in the inner city mm. how'd you avoid that well I would say that uh I had a healthy fear now you know uh, to like I guess to piggyback off of that last question too is like uh, growing up in Bridgeport and how surviving those pitfalls like uh, you know I had a, I had a pretty big family um, uh-huh. and my father he grew up in the projects yeah in Bridgeport he was from Georgia yeah and when he moved to Connecticut the first mm-hmm. place they moved was PT oh yeah back in the uh, 60s yeah so it wasn't no joke back then nah yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, he, I guess in his mind, um, I guess what all parents want for their kids is, for, yeah. you know, them to, their kids to do better than they did. For sure. So as soon as he was able to, he worked hard enough and got us a house and moved us out. Now, moving out from the, uh, moving out from the east side or east end to the north end, um, it was, a, it was, like you said, it was a really good environment. But funny thing is, like, I grew right down the street yeah. was the projects, was uh, the terrace. Yep. So, you know, there was that contrast. So it, it was weird. It was like um, my cousins, um, they were, a lot of my cousins, they came up in that street life. Too much of the flat. Right, right. That, you know, from the, from the negatives, from the negative end. So I would say, like, avoiding the pitfalls, like, you know, it was my father, his brothers, mm-hmm. um... My mother, uh, her brothers, uh, it was, you know, there was, I had that contrast. So most of my cousins were involved in that street stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a kid, I, I admired it. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for about, I think it was two years or something. One of my cousins, 
lived with us. Mm -hmm. He was involved in a gang, you know, he was selling drugs. And I saw him, you know, he took me, matter of fact, he took me by my first pair of Timberlands. Yeah. Because I was just rocking, you know, regular, right. you know, Dementina. Yeah, yeah. You know, you what are those? No name, right. <laughs> I was rocking one of those. Um, so, you know, he took me by my first pair of Timberlands. Um, so that lifestyle was attractive to me. But at the same time, I knew, you know, my father was getting up and putting on a shirt and tie and a yeah. suit and going to work. Right, right. And he was, you know, talking to me about... Um, I hate to sound cliche-ish, man, but, you know, he was just talking to me about the evolution of the black man right, right. in America. For sure. Um, and I knew a little bit about his story, especially, you know, the older I got. Um, I was able to comprehend it a little bit more. Um, so that's how I feel. That's how I was able to, you know, split that, that difference is because... Yeah, this was attractive, but I knew what that led to. Right. Because while I did have cousins in the street, another thing that come with that street life is, you know, yeah. it's one jail. of two ways. Right. Right. So a lot of my cousins that was into that, some of them was ended up in jail. Yeah. A couple of them ended up dead. Yeah. Uh, my uncle, as a matter of fact, um, he got, he was murdered when I was, I think I want to, I want to say like 10 or 11. I remember getting a phone call. Wow. Um, so... You know, it was, I had, I was able to see like, all right, yeah, that looks cool, but this is what's going to happen if you continue to do it. That's good. And then, you know, so, I, and I, and my <laughs> father and my uncles and those influences. So that's how I was able to do it. And, uh, you know, the fear. That's it. Yeah, going to jail. Me too, to me too brother. Me too. <laughs> you know? That'll do it for you. Uh, tell us about your uh, football career at Central. Oh, yeah. We both went to Central High School. Right, right, right. It was like when did awesome. you graduate? I graduated in 2007. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We had that talk too. Yeah, yeah. Like a baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like a baby. Yeah, yeah. We had a good squad though, man. Yeah, yeah, you, that's you guys I'm... too, right? No, well, we had the potential, but we got Catalina towards the end. Oh, or, or towards our end. Oh, dang. So he came in. He came in my senior year, as a matter oh. of fact. Wow, wow. But we still was able to be hard enough. That's they, you know? they just lost last year. Did you hear about that? Yeah, they no, broke the, the streak, month, man. Right? You know, and Catalina wasn't coaching that year, was he? No. That's yeah. part of why. Catalina, was, he's boss off, man. Yeah, man. He, he's a real deal. You played ball too, right? Yeah, man. I yeah. was a corner. Right, right, I was, right. I was one of the speedier dudes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I played uh, I played defensive yeah. in, yeah. offensive tackle. Uh, and then at that time, there wasn't a whole lot of us that, you know, <laughs> that were, we were all interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were coming off of, like, you know, like horrible seasons with Miska and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and Catalina was real serious about football, so I think when he got there, that's when I started to. I was all I wanted to be serious about it, but yeah. I, you know, I wanted to play around with the girls too. Man. Yeah, was, for sure. Yeah, for athlete, sure. you know, yeah, for even, sure. Even though I never got my letter jacket. No. Nah. Oh, you didn't get it? Did you get one? Nah, I didn't get one. Yeah, I wish I would have got that. Um, yeah, no, he uh, football was it was it was cool, man. When he got there. Uh, he he turned us on to like a, a whole nother side of it because you know uh, we weren't really working out that much mm -hmm. um, and even if we did it was just like yeah go to the gym and work out um, he had a, he had us on a regiment um, you know we had the we were out in the parking lot after practice yeah. doing the uh, calisthenic drills the gassers the gassers yeah. all that stuff and then we would go into the weight room um, so I think around that point like was when I really started to take it uh, take football seriously like thinking about it in a way of um, I can possibly get 
money to go to school for this. For sure. Um, and even before Catalina too, because um, Catalina, uh, he had a connection with um, certain schools. Right. Those schools I wasn't really interested in. I wanted the HBCU experience. Right, right. And my guidance counselor at the time was um, Miss Cummings. Okay. Right. Is Miss Cummings? Is that her last name? Yeah. Carpenter was upstairs. Miss mm -hmm. Cummings was in the guidance counselor office. Yeah. And she was getting me recruited. That's by, cool. Uh, HBCU. She was calling them up for me and you know sending them my information. Um, so yeah, football and high school football. I think that was probably when I had the most fun. Yeah. With it. Yeah. It was in your heart back then. Like the it was, you know what, um, I want to say it was always in my heart. Uh, I started out, I never played football before high school. Yeah. Um, I don't remember, I want to say I, because I have a memory of trying to play Pop Warner, but I was too big. Oh, man. Yeah, I was a big kid. Like tall or like not? I was fat. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was a fat boy. Um, so I, I didn't play Pop Warner. And the first time I ever put on pads or anything was at Notre Dame was my freshman year of high school at Notre Dame in Fairfield. Okay. And the first hit day of practice, yeah. I had a headache the entire practice. Oh man. But I stayed with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was my head was ringing. Yeah. It was hot too, so you yeah, know yeah. How, you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I got popped. Um so yeah, uh that and then from then on it was just like uh I was good at it. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was good at it. And that like, out. Yeah, I was, and they were getting, I was getting the praise from coaches. It was like me and two other dudes who got moved up to varsity yeah. that freshman year. So I was like, yeah, this is it. Man. Okay. So you could have gone pro, right? You could. Um, I think I could have. I my coaches in college, uh, the day I quit. Yeah. Um, I went up to, I went upstairs. I went upstairs, and I, I was like, you know, you think I got a chance? It's like, yeah, yeah, I think you do. You know, this is what you need to do. Funny thing is, that same year, because um, I was playing uh, in college ball, I had started out as a nose tab. Actually, so I was, I, I started out with that story about how Miss Cummings was getting me recruited for HBCUs. Mm -hmm. She got me recruited at Delaware State University, which is the school I graduated from. Right. Um, got there, the coach that I was talking to um, they had this thing called, uh, it's, it's kind of like red shirt, but it's different, I guess, at that level. It's called Proposition 48. Okay. Whereas you work out with the team, you know, you, you hang out with the coaches. You're, if you are getting a scholarship, it's not available to you once you are there. Mm -hmm. um, and it, this is why it was Proposition 48, because I think a red shirt is different. Like, you have all the credits. I was messing around in high school a lot, oh, so yeah, I didn't yeah. have all the grades I needed. Right. So that's why it was Proposition 48. Um, so I needed to get my GPA up to a certain uh, average or complete all of my courses that freshman year uh -huh. and sophomore year I could play. But the coach that brought me in uh -huh. left that next year. That was okay. his last season. I didn't even know. So I had to walk on uh, that my sophomore year in college. Um, so I did that and I was balling. Like I, yeah. I walked on and I, I started. Um, got the starting position at nose tackle. Wow. And I, right. I was pretty nice, but I was small. Yeah. Uh, 255. Average height on a uh, starting line for HBCU is like 6'3". Yeah, some big boys. Average weight mm -hmm. is 310. So I'm 255. I'm getting tall. I'm getting my ass tossed all over the place. Yeah. But I was quick. I was quick off the ball. Yeah. And playing nose, I'm right over the center. Yeah. So as soon as the ball heights, I'm back there. Right. But if I'm getting, if, if it's a double team, if I'm getting, if somebody's coming down, 
I'm done. Yeah. Um, so, uh, my last year that I was getting ready to play, um, I had went up. My coach, uh, we had got a new coach staff in. He was like, "Yeah, uh, Gardner, you know you're too small, Gardner. Why don't you get big? I need you to come back to camp at 315, 315 pounds." And I did that, and I couldn't move like I was moving before, so right. I had that going on. And I was like, "Man, I really want to do that." At the time, I had, a, you know, I had a shorty back at home. Uh -huh. I was like, sucker for love at uh -huh. that point in time. So I was missing her. One of my best friends who was on the squad, he had failed off. Oh, Actually, man. two of my best friends that were on the squad failed off. So I'm in, you know, camp. You got, we had like four practices a day. Yeah. So I'm like, nah. Well, let me go talk to these dudes and see what they think. Because if right. I could do it, then you know I'll stay. Oh uh, yeah, you know what he think. And that's when we had to talk. He was like, yeah, Gardner, I think you could. You know, I had a couple of looks. Um, but nothing like serious, nothing yeah. like, oh, you know, like the Giants are coming to talk to me or anything like right, that. Right. Um, but you know, I had some looks, but it was just at that point in time, I think it was, I don't know if I want to say it wasn't in my heart. Um, it just wasn't, it just, you weren't moved by it. The connection wasn't yeah. like it. There were things that were keeping me there. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, in college, that's why I said in high school, it was, it was fun. In college, it was more like a job. Right. Right. So. It, it wasn't really, yeah, I wasn't having, really, I wasn't having any fun with it at that time. And you so. found fun in like in acting and your creative writing course? Was that in college or high school? Yeah, I was in high school. High school. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't say that I found my love for acting um, in that course. I found out that I could do something other than play sports. Right, right. Because at the time, and I was always writing. Yeah. Um, I loved poetry. My father used to uh, read me Langston Hughes when I was younger. Nice. He used to help, you know, help me to memorize some stuff. He used to read, uh, you know, he had the last poet's record. Mm -hmm. He would play that. Yeah. Um, so I was always into that. I was always into music and, you know, um, not just like playing instruments, but the words in the song. Like right. I, I loved the way, you know, words were, were put together. Um, but I had never really done it like that. And then on top of that, I, nobody had ever really told me I was good at it. Right, right. Um, so when I took that class and I took it and it was just kind of like, all right, I need some credits and, you know, I could probably just breeze through this one. Uh -huh. um, and she gave me a writing assignment and I got the best grade in the class. And she like sat up in the front of the class and read it to everybody in the class. Oh, I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, at that point then I was like, hmm, like maybe I could. And she, I think she talked to me about that. I think she might have said to me, I should major in journalism. I want to say that she did. Um, it's kind of the same thing, journalism. Denzel actually uh, studied journalism. I mean, in terms of like character prep, you have like the who, what, when, where, all those like typical questions. Right. So it, it kind of ties in. Right. So that makes sense that she would say something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, but acting, I, it, that term, I had always loved acting, though. Yeah? Ever, yeah. What was your first role? My very first role was at my, in a church play. A church I, play? Yep. Okay. I played uh, one of the guys who discovers that Jesus was no longer in the tomb. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah. That's cool. laughs> I think my line was... He's not in here. He's not, He's in, not here. in here. He's not in here. I think that was it. That was Oscar. I right. <laughs> I was working for it. So yeah, yeah. I was I practice for it. That's funny. Yeah. No, that was my first role. Cool. Was mm -hmm. your family supportive at all? Nah. In the beginning? Nah. Are they now? 
after? Um, they believe a little bit more. Okay, cool. I was no, you know what? I can't say. It's weird. You know what's funny? I I think about how I might conduct myself in interviews yeah. when the time comes, and how I want to answer that question because I don't want to make my parents seem like they're horrible people. Yeah. And at the same time, I don't, I also don't want them to think that it was cool. Right. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. it was, you know, they, in the beginning, you know, it's rough. I have a daughter. Yeah. Um, I had her before I pursued acting. Right. So, and then, as you know, as all actors know, mm -hmm. it's hard as yeah. hell in the beginning. It's hard as hell in the middle. Whatever it is. It is. It's all. I don't think it's it's hard. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. It, yeah. If you not if you don't find if you don't catch that break, you yeah. know, it's, it's some difficulties. Um. So I, you know, there were times, the uh, the very first time, I told my father, and it's funny. I had a conversation with somebody about this the other day. They're like, "Well, what did you know you wanted to act?" Acting is one of the first things I can remember wanting to do. Wow. You know how people are like, oh, you know, I used to want to be a fireman or a pilot or an astronaut. I said, nah. First thing I could ever remember wanting to do was to be an actor. And I tell my father this story and he'll deny it till the day he dies. Yeah. I remember running up the stairs and I remember opening the basement door and I remember saying, Dad, I know what I want to do. What you want to do? I want to be an actor. I don't know if you want to do that, man. Yeah. You should probably try something else because you might not make it. Yeah. And I had that in my head for the rest of my life. Right, right. Um, and then, you know, even as time went on, uh, I remember when I was doing bad and I had to move back into my mother's house and I remember my mother saying to me, she was like, well, this is two, I started, I started taking acting classes in 2008. Yeah. And it Where was at, at the, was at the at Allen. Allen Gordon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember 2011, I was in my mother's room. I shouldn't have even been in there watching TV. Uh -huh. <laughs> I brought it on myself. Yeah, yeah. She came home from work and she was like, you know, uh, she was like, well, maybe I forgot how we started the conversation, but she was like, yeah, well, maybe you should try something else because it's been two years and nothing's happening. Yeah. So maybe you should leave this alone. Right. And she'll deny that too. Yeah, yeah. But then even with that, you know, them saying that, you know, my parents are from the South. Right, right. Working class. Like this, even the stuff that I'm doing now, yeah, is almost seems like impossible, yeah, to believe sometimes. Right. Um, so I understand why they want. You know, your parents want to see you do well. They love you, man. That's right. all. They, they love you, and they want they want to make sure if they they all have this fear or this idea that they're gonna leave here before us. Yeah. And they want to make sure that if they leave here, you know, they're gonna be we're gonna be set. Yeah. You know? So how are your parents? How are your people feel? Is that right? I want to yeah, ask you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, my pops. I never knew my pops. Um, but my mother. She's always been actually. I remember for me, like in the audience after plays, she would she would stand up and say, "That's my baby." She yeah, was she was one graduation thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's my mom's really cool. She's really flamboyant. And it's, yeah. So she was supportive, but they were very real with me. Yeah. They're like, "This is gonna be hard. You're gonna have to do this X, Y, and Z to do this." Yeah. Um. So I had the support, but I also had the realism of knowing that it's not just gonna be given to you. You know right. what I mean? So it was it was cool. I have, I have some support for sure. That's good. Yeah, man. How you feel about your daughter? Does she inspire you in terms of your yeah, yeah, Definitely, yeah. man. Especially after uh, we won the SAG. Yeah, yeah. And she was in the, I didn't even know that my parents were, I should have known that they were watching. But um, she stayed the night at my mother's that night while I was out there. Yeah. And uh, watched the show. And mm -hmm. she called me up. And, you know, to hear her voice. Yeah. And Did show stuff like that. 
I did. Yeah. Um, not while I was on the phone with her. Okay. I cried later um, because uh, I don't know what that matters, but I'll just talk anyway. My grandfather had died uh, while I was shooting yeah. Orange. Right. Um, and uh, I had always, you know, he used to he used to get on me too, uh-huh. you know. But he was supportive. But it was from, you know, hey man. You, you got to make money, man. I understand that's what you want to do. But yeah. you got to find a way to make some money, man. You, right. to, you know, so um, and he didn't he didn't get a chance to see me, uh-huh. you know, because I used to tell him, like, watch, you know, I know y'all don't think I'm going to do it, but watch, yeah. I'm going to make it and I'm going I'm to get you in grandma's house. I'm going to oh, do all this man. stuff. And, yeah. you know, uh, he 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 was alive to when I got on the show. That's cool. Yeah. So he knew I was actually working on the show, but like, you know, I think it was halfway I think it was halfway through shooting season three. Um, my mother called me that morning. And me and my grandfather were tight. He yeah. was that's, that's like my best friend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that's why I cried because I was like, damn, man, I wish I could call him up and be like, yeah. look, you know, I, I got it. You know, and it, you know what's funny? Even if I were to call him up and be like, look, I got a trophy. He's like, yeah. be like, all right, now uh, can that buy? Can that pay your rent? Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he something like that. He's from the south too. Uh, no, he's from Bridge. He was born and raised in Bridgeport. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about the day prior to booking Orange and the day after, because that's that's huge news. You, uh, from what I understand, you were close to giving up. Your mom was coming down on you. You wanted to, um, you know, raise your daughter and all that. And yeah. then you get the call yeah. that you that you booked this huge, huge show. And, yeah. and you, you prepared for the audition like... Yeah. For like all night, right? I did. Watch, all night, binge watched. Yep, yep. Yeah. I binge watched. I binge watched about six, six episodes. I didn't even mean to. Yeah, yeah. But the show was that good. It is a good show. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. And not just because I wanted. <laughs> it was a good show. Um, yeah, the night before, the day before. Um, well, I'll talk and I'll do it in. I'll do it linearly. So got the audition, and mm-hmm. at the time I was working at Cablevision. Right. I was making good money at Cablevision yeah. too. Um, so I was working at Cablevision, and uh, I had got it set up to where I don't know if this will mess me up for any future jobs, but uh, no, nah, I had um, they had uh, they had it's like a, it's a rough job, man. Like they're yeah. just very demanding, but they offer a lot of stuff to their employees. So I had took advantage of this program where um, if you had if you like say, oh man, sitting on the phone like this gives me headaches. You mm-hmm. go see a doctor. The doctor says, yeah, sitting on the phone gives you headaches. All right. Well, we'll approve for we'll approve for 24 hours a week. So each week you have 24 hours that you can just take off. They can't question you about oh, anything. Wow. Wow. So I had did that. Yeah. So whenever I had an audition, I would just take off the whole day. Right. So I auditioned for Orange, and the night before, um, I had my daughter that night actually, and uh, I had called Lolita Foster, uh-huh. who is on the show as well. Right. And we had talked about uh, just some, you know, some prep and what you, you know, think about this, different things to think about, you know, as far as the situation with the character, because they didn't give me a whole lot to right. go on. Uh, it was just that one scene in that first episode I appeared in in season two where I'm patting down, uh, yeah, patting down, uh, I'll forget his name right now, Matt McGorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I worked on that. You uh-huh. know, I made pretend that there was a person in front of me. I was like, all right, well, if he's if his torso is this long, then his arms have to be like this. And you know, I just tried to map it out, basically. Yeah. Um, so I prepared, I got all my lines down and all that stuff for audition. I was like, yo, I gotta watch the show yeah. to see, 
you know, how I how I should carry myself because I don't know, you know, it could be drama, comedy, I don't know, right. like, like how the, the, the tempo. So I watched episode one and next thing I know, <laughs> it was like five o'clock in the morning. I'm on like episode six or something like that. Uh, um, so I didn't even sleep that night. I just wow. hopped up, you know, got my daughter ready for school, hopped on the train, went out there. So that was that portion of it. And then, you know, it takes a while to hear stuff back. Yeah. Does that drive you crazy? It, do, it does, man. Like, yeah. I try not to call in that, right? right. So I can't help it, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't do it anymore. I just, yeah, yeah. you know, stew in my own shit silently. But, um, so yeah, you know, I'm sitting there wondering what's going on. I had auditioned for two things, actually. I had auditioned for Hostages uh -huh. and I had auditioned for Orange. Okay. So I was just waiting here back. And I got a call from my daughter's school and uh, we had been late on some, she was a, in a private school at that time. Yeah. They wanted a lot of stuff. So uh, she, we were late, we were backed up on some payments. Um, so I had dropped her off at school mm -hmm. and left. And they called me, the school called me and they were like, uh, yo, you gotta come and get your daughter. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, this hasn't been paid and this, and we've been sending letters. And I'm like, well, hold on. She's already in school. Like, yeah. it's not, it was like, it was probably like 8, 8.45 or something like that. And I'm like, well, she can stay for the rest of the day, but you need to go and make this payment here. And if it's not paid, she can't come to school tomorrow. Huh. So that's a hard, that's a, that's a, that's a fucked up phone call to get. Yeah. And like your daughter, my daughter can't go to school. Yeah. And, and all praise due to her mom, man. She, because at the time, she was she was the sole provider. Yeah. Until I started working at Cablevision, and even then, you know, it's like just giving what I could. Right. So, went over to the place, made the payment, um, laid back, you know, went home, laid down, and I had to go to work that same day. So it was probably about nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm just laying in bed, just thinking about it, like, damn, that was, you know, I was close. What am I gonna do? You know what? This is stupid. I wasn't gonna quit. Yeah. I had quit in my mind. I was done. Yeah. I was. I just hadn't made the call to a net yet. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this. I can't do this no more. If I stay at Cablevision, if I work hard and do, you know, my best, in six months I could be making up to like twenty-five dollars an hour. Yeah. Six months after that, I could be making like thirty, forty dollars an hour. Yeah. I don't need this no more. It's pointless. Laid down. I had made up my mind. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is it. That's the path. That's what I'm going to do. Yep. Laid down, closed my eyes. As soon as I closed my eyes, and that called me. Wow. And told me that I got orange. And then, like, an hour after that, she called me and told me I got hostages, too. You booked two in the same day? I booked two the same day. I didn't know you day. booked hostages, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Similar roles? Uh, yeah. Yeah, prison okay. guard. <laughs> that's pretty dope, man. That's, that's, congratulations to you, man. Thank you. Thank that's you. That's great right there, man. That. Yeah, it is. For sure, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it is. You can't, and I, I talk to people, I'm like, oh, I talk to people nowadays, and it's like, you know, uh, you gotta have drive. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta work for it. You gotta, and I agree with that, man. I, I'm, wholeheartedly, like, I yeah. prepare for, I prepare for every audition. Yeah. Um, I try to go back to class as much as I can yeah and just you know keep myself sharp sure but at the end of the day like you said it's grace yeah I can't I couldn't plan that at all yeah I had I had in my mind I was done yeah I was completely done and then I got that call so what was the first day of set like for you I mean what do you wish you knew 
prior. Was that is that your first experience on set? Was it Orange the first thing you booked? No, no. Um, okay, so you have set experience. I've had yeah, I've had. A, I'm trying to think what I, was, what I did before that. I worked on some Nickelodeon stuff. Okay. Yeah. Prison guard. Nah, nah, nah. It was a. Man, I can't even think of the name of that right now. It's on my resume too, I think. And some kids show, two kids shows actually. And the second one I had booked because of the first one. Wow. Okay. The director, the director of the first one was friends with the uh, friends with the director of the second joint. Um, and that was just a uh, that was just a body double type thing. Yeah. They, they killed me that day. Too, Did they? Man. How long was the day for you? It wasn't even how long the day was. It was what they made me do. It what was you? a day like today. Yeah. Hot. And they had, I was going to be, like, there's this little, uh, I was a bigger version of this little black kid that's yeah. on the show. Hey, I can't remember the name of the show. But uh, this little black dude, uh, when he gets mad, uh, uh, he turns into a wolf. Okay. Like, he gets big, turns into a wolf. So they had me be a, a body double. I guess they put something over my face. I still haven't seen the damn episode. Yeah. But, so, <laughs> I guess to calm me down or something like that, somebody was throwing a ball. And I was pretending to be a dog, and it was like a New York City block. Yeah, I know how long it's like there, and a half a mile. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, once you run as fast as you can. So I did that. Boom, came back. They're like, all right, let's do it again. Did that, came back. We oh, did man. that joint like at least ten times. Oh man, I lost mad weight that day. Yeah, <laughs> I had to. Man, it all off. Yeah, man, that was crazy. <laughs> I'm breathing heavy. Yeah, they, but it was cool. I know I gotta be in shape now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So I did that. I'm sorry, I'm going off topic. Um, I did Nickelodeon. Um, I did uh, that other that other kids show. So yeah, it wasn't my first. It wasn't my very first time on set. It was my first time on a set of that, that, that magnitude. Yeah. Was it? Were you? Was it open arms? Did they welcome you. Yeah, for sure. I feel yeah, like that cast is pretty like. Yeah, 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 mad cool, man. Um, to this day, still, man, it's like uh, that always bugs me out. Um, seeing people that, and some people, I think on the show, I feel like the reason that they are so embracing uh, is because this show is pretty much like everybody's is everybody's catapult. Pretty much. Like for a lot of people on that show, like they they were working here and there. Yeah. But now they're superstars. For sure. So it's like that's humbling, man. Like to be like, yo, I'm doing. A, I'm talking to somebody that was on the show. They're like, oh, I wish I could have done Law and Order. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but yeah. you got your own Law and Order sure. right here. Like exactly. this is this is the this is the biggest stepping stone you could ever have. It is. How many awards? You guys have a couple Emmys. You guys have. I don't know for sure it's, how many Emmys. Yeah, uh, I don't have one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> show. Nah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm yeah, just messing around. yeah. Um, nah, um, yeah, they got. I, I, I know they are Emmy Award winners. I should have looked that up before I got here. Huh. Um, I know we had two SAGs mm. for uh, best ensemble, and then um, Uzo, she's got a couple, like thirty. Yeah, she's 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 winning a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of Orange fans, a lot mm -hmm. of Orange fans that might be listening. Mm -hmm. Any behind-the-scenes bloopers, any funny stories you want to share, like mm -hmm. pranks, anything that people were doing? <laughs> um, yeah, nothing too, nothing too crazy ever happened to me. Um, I'm trying to think if uh, I've seen it. I haven't, I've been thinking about it, too. I haven't really seen any, but, you know, it, everybody is, is so, 
it's so, it, I, want, I don't want to say it's laid back, like people are there, you know, just not, you know, everybody's working hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, I think that plays on, at least for me it does, and it seems like it does for everybody else, I wouldn't know for sure. Um, but everybody's just having fun. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's everybody's just happy to be there. So yeah, in between takes, like, yeah. you know, the uh, dude uh, who plays uh, O'Neal, uh -huh. uh, Joel, uh -huh. um, he's, a, he's a friend of mine outside of the show. And uh, so in between takes, you know, he'll be, he'll be singing or something or, you know, making us laugh. We, and, you know, you, you always get that from the director. All right, all right, take it easy. Yeah. Just bring it down. Um, but yeah, nothing... Nothing too crazy, like you know, people uh, putting a whoopee cushion or anything. Nah, nothing, nothing, nothing maybe like you should, maybe you should introduce it. You know? I might, I might know? have to. Might have to, man. I wait until I'm a little bit. Uh, my name is up there a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't want to get fired, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you got jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you a good one. <laughs> you don't want that call. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you most excited about in your life right now? Um. What inspires you most in life? That'd be a better question. The uncertainty of life. I would say. That's a good question. A good answer. I would say that. Um, I like after that. After that, uh, I wouldn't say directly after I got the call that I got on Orange. Uh -huh. um, but it definitely did play a, play a part in the movements that I've been making in my life uh, since then. Um, it's just allowing myself to be open to whatever the universe has to bring to me yeah um so that inspires me a lot um my daughter inspired me the idea of what she can become yeah like without uh you know those boundaries yeah you know like i grew up with and you know even even when even though i was good at sports you know there was always but you know, right. you're you're good, but yeah, you know you could do this, but yeah, I don't want to I don't want to uh, instill that in her. You know, like you said, you know mm -hmm. the people, you know you gotta have that reality talk with your kids about, you know, just have having options, right. I guess. Um, but at the same time, not to be a dream killer for sure. You know, because it's sure. like that. You know, it, imagine if you didn't tell a kid that. You know, he couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Like, what would that, what, what would yeah. it be? Sure. Or if he didn't grow up in a certain environment, what what could happen to that kid mm -hmm. if he doesn't have any idea that he can't do something? Right. What would you say to that kid? If somebody out there is listening, they want to act or whatever it is that they want to do. Mm -hmm. Say that they want to, um, you know, pursue their dreams, but they're like, I can't do this. I can't do this at all. When based on your experience and based on what you observe around people around you, what would you say to that kid to inspire them to say, don't give up on your dreams, you could overcome adversity, things like that? That, that right there. Right like there? Don't give up. Or not even don't give up. It's just, it would, first, where did that idea come from? People need to understand that. Like when people, when we say stuff uh -huh. about, you know, what we can't do or even things, even down to the things that we like or things yeah. that we think we can't do. Where did that idea come from? You got to think about that kind of thing. I don't think people take that into consideration. Right. And then us coming from Bridgeport, yeah. you got to take that into consideration too. Your neighborhood, For the sure. people that you're closest to, what are they doing? Like yeah. I said, one of my cousins, when I was uh, I was still a teenager before I got out of school, 
um, two of my cousins. So I had, you know, my uncle had got shot, you know, a bunch yeah. of stuff happened. So I was having that talk also with that person the other day in Bridgeport. And, uh, you know, they were, I was like, you know, I didn't think I was going to make it past 30. Yeah. I wasn't even a thug. I, right, but <laughs> you got. Did you have, did you have some of that? What, that I mean, that, there was a that fight fear or that for idea? sure, for sure. I mean, Central High School. You walk through metal detectors every day. There was mm -hmm. a fight that broke out every mm -hmm. single day. Just that kind of putting on, just being aware. It, right. it I think it gives you a huge awareness. Yeah, sure. it does. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it does. But yeah, for sure. That plays into this, that plays into your psyche, man. Yeah, all of that stuff. So I would say to people, it's like. Uh, don't, it's so much I would want to say. Pick, um, okay, so pick your top three. Top three. Don't limit, yes, don't limit yourself. Okay. Because you're limitless. Right. Um, I think that would probably be the main one. Okay. Don't limit yourself because you're limitless. Find out about that limitlessness, mm -hmm. if that's even a word. Yeah. Like, find out what that means to be limitless. Right. I mean, really. Like, it's not just about, oh, well, you know, these are the options that I have or I've seen it. No, I've had this talk with my daughter too. What do you want? Yeah. Because it didn't just, you know, it didn't just come out of thin air. I, and I, I feel like I, I'm a wholehearted believer in that. Like, I don't think that anything has happened just by circumstance. Yeah. This is all the walk. Is it predestined? I don't know. I don't know if it, I wouldn't even go as far as to say, you know, I, I know that, but there's a, there's a power in this universe that we can't explain yeah and it's always working and depending on how you look at your life it could be working towards your it's always really working towards your benefit yeah but you know sometimes people get down you know this I, I haven't especially actors yeah you know I haven't heard from this movie or you have heard and all you've heard is no right every no is gonna get you closer to a yes yeah and if this is what you want mm -hmm. then this is what you should be doing you shouldn't force yourself to do anything else outside of what you want to do. Because at the end of the day, when we leave this planet, mm -hmm. this, this is all we this this life is all we have. Maybe we come back, maybe we don't. Yeah. You know? But for the time being, like you like they you know, people say, Oh, you can't take it with you. Damn straight. You can't. <laughs> so why not go for why not go for the goal? For sure. You know? For sure, man. That's my take on it. I don't know much though. You just booked a gig, man. Congratulations oh, to you. Oh, thank what you. you. Tell us about. Yeah, tell us what you can about the gig. Anything yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I can say this because I looked it up myself, and yeah. anybody who was a fan of her, yeah, can look it up on the internet. And there are a couple of stories. Yeah, not anything big, but um, they're doing a uh, a piece. They're doing a feature film about the life of Roxanne Chante. Yeah. Um, Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, that's the. That's the song that came before. That's the reason why she came out was because. No wait, yeah. Let me stop before I make myself yeah, yeah. stupid. I don't even remember all the history of it. I'm learning myself before yeah. I go on get on set. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be playing uh, her bodyguard. Nice man. Yeah. Congratulations to you, man. Thank you. Where can people contact you? Got social media. You got yeah. Twitter. You got any uh, anything to promote? Websites. How can people learn more about you? How can people follow your career? Everything that you're doing. Do that, huh? You don't have any social media? <laughs> I don't. I have a uh, Facebook. Okay. I, I am on Twitter. Facebook is just my regular name, Jamar Terrell Gardner. How, how do you spell that? Uh, G E R. Oh, get your pen. Get your pen out. All right. You got it. All right. Cool. G E R M A R T E R R E L L 
G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Jamar Terrell Gardner. That's on Facebook. On Twitter, uh, it's at Jamar Gardner. Gotta check because I don't usually go on Twitter that much. Yeah. Um, I'll put it in the show notes too if uh, like you can send it to me later. Cool. Yeah, yeah that'll work. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that, and I'm gonna get back on Instagram at some point. Um, and it's probably just gonna be Jamar Terrell, at okay. Jamar Terrell. So be looking out for that, I guess. Okay, uh, man. Yeah. Well, much more blessings to you, man. Same to you, Keep man. Keep on doing your thing in your career. Same Thanks to you. For this out. is cool, man. Thank yeah. you for having me. This is awesome, man. I'm oh. glad that you wanted to meet me. I'm oh, for sure, man. Bridge I feel good about that. Yeah. yeah. Bridgeport represent. There you go. All right, brother. All right, man. Peace. That's it for this episode of The Creation Ground. I'm your host, Aaron Lloyd. Be sure to check out our Instagram for future and previous guest info and check out our YouTube channel in the show notes below. Email us with any suggestions at thecreationgrounds at gmail.com. And if you got something out of this, I'd really appreciate if you spread the word and the love. Until next time, this is Aaron Lloyd telling you that the sky is the limit. Stay creative.